the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. behaviors and addictions are rampant in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth and Tony D. starts now. They'll take your calls and share how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ saved them and can do the same for you or your loved ones. God wants you to walk into the light. Recovery Radio Houston is live. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. This is Pastor John Allworth coming to you live from Recovery Radio Houston in our new time slot at 4 p.m. And we are so excited to be here with you today. I'm here with my fellow Kingdom Warriors, David Gordon and Jason Weaver. How are you today, gentlemen? Very well, thank you for asking. Any better, I'd be in heaven. Well, amen. Well, we had a little bit of problem with the the traffic making it here on time, but we got here. And, you know, the three of us sitting here talking on 100.7 The Word, we are proof beyond a shadow of any doubt that nothing is impossible for God. And that what we say on this program and what we tell folks out there is no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter where you find yourself tonight, there is hope and there is power in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And he's got, he, he, he will forgive you. He's got a mighty purpose for you in your life. And, and I'm telling you, the, the worst things that you've done, the more powerful your testimony. So, you know, God, nothing is impossible for God. And he'll use anything. This show is about hope. The hope that Jesus Christ offers to the lost, to the brokenhearted, and specifically to those that are under the bondage of addiction. So guys, let's open up in prayer. Father God, we come to you this afternoon with uh, just so much gratitude and humility in our hearts. Father, we are just so thankful for all the blessings that you've given us, Father. And Father, we, we, there are people out there that are, that are hurting right now, that are hurting physically with illness, whether it be COVID or kidney disease or cancer, um, and for people that are hurting financially, Father. And you are the great healer. You are the great physician. We pray for a mighty healing in our land. We pray that you rid us of this plague and and that you heal and comfort those that are sick and comfort the families that can't be with their loved ones that are in the hospital. Father, let, and use this, we know you will, use this to have a mighty awakening. There is a great harvest coming in as we all realize what is important and that we stop looking at all the distractions the world has to offer and turn our sights and our attention to you, Father God. I know that, that there's going to be a great awakening in the church, and we are so thankful for that, Father. And we just uh, we we just thank you for loving us, and thank you for all of your blessings in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. 
All right. If you or someone you care about is under the bondage of addiction, because, you know, there's not anybody out there that doesn't know somebody that's suffering under the bondage of addiction. And if, if you are, please join us on a journey of spiritual awakening, because that's what true recovery is about. It's about spiritual awakening. It's about coming to a relationship with Christ. It's about all the blessings, the abundant life that he wants us to have. And we're going to talk about that today. So if you want to, if you want to, if you're listening to the program and you want to join the program, you can call us at 1-800-808-5548. That's 1-800-808-5548. Perhaps you have a loved one that's, that's struggling right now and, and you want to know how they might be helped. Uh, or you, you can stay anonymous. You don't have to give us your name if you, if you don't want to. Call 800-808-5548. You can call us for prayer. You can call us to ask a question to uh, David or, or Jason as you listen to their testimonies. Um, but we're, we're here to help. That's what we're here. We're here to shout from the mountaintops that there's a better way to live and there's always hope. You know, I was uh, <laughs> listening to the radio on the way here, guys, and, and uh, they were talking about uh, – how drinking is up um, during this pandemic and how addiction rates are up in this pandemic. And I, I thought, boy, this is great. We're going to address the, because we've got a, we've got a vaccine and his name is Jesus Christ. And I thought, Amen. I thought we were going to, we were going to address some of the good things about recovery. And all of a sudden it was a, it was a commercial for a hangover cure. <laughs> I couldn't believe it there. You know, in this time when uh, bars are considered essential businesses and and churches in many places can't operate. We've kind of got our priorities misplaced in this in this country. So what I want to do today, guys, is I want to talk to both of you about your remarkable testimonies. You, the three of us, have been in this fight together for a couple of years at least. And David, you and I, are longer than that. And uh, so I want people to know before we get into the the testimony how you got there because uh, the stories are the same. And and that is that that you know we all struggled with this addiction and we turned our lives over to Christ and and we were free, um, but you guys now have your own ministry called Breaking Point Ministry. Uh, David, you're a leader in 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 Break Every Chain or Covenant Recovery Ministries with me, and uh, you're doing kingdom work. I know that many of us, myself included, know that you get a prophetic word from God and and and, and look forward to hearing that. And He's been speaking to you for a long time. We're going to talk about that. Um, and, and you guys are actually met during your recovery process, the things that God put you through and have a breaking point construction company and, and are doing great work for people out there, you know, so this is a story about victory and there's victory in Jesus Christ. And I want everybody to know that. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the testimony. So, um, I'll, I'll take you one at a time and we'll just see how it goes. And, And at the end, hopefully we'll have a uh, an opportunity to talk about what we think God's doing right now and, and what you see in store for the church and for the kingdom. So let, let's start with you, David. Um, tell me a little bit, and I know your story, but tell me, where, where'd you grow up? I grew up in California, in the Bay Area in California, and uh, I had a really a, uh, what I guess would now as I look back, a fairly charmed life. Um, and I didn't even realize it growing up, but I tell people all the time that uh, if you ever grew up during the Leave It to Beaver times, that was that was the story of my life. I, I grew up with the, the dad that went to work, came home. Uh, we always had an upper middle class area, and I just didn't realize that uh, we never never lacked for anything. Where my wife, you know, when I found out later on, you know, she she had some areas in her life where they were somewhat destitute, and I began to to see really how blessed that I really was. But the the, the best thing that I can say that I grew up in was in a Christian home. And at a young age, I was taught the Word of God. I was taught, I was, you know, my dad made sure that we did our Sunday school lessons, and um, and I learned the Word of God. And I got the Word of God deep in my heart. Um, however, that didn't, uh, 
um, I just due to some bad choices led me down a path that came, but God always brought us back. Well, you know, the, the thing about addiction is it doesn't discriminate. It, it doesn't discriminate based on our backgrounds. It doesn't discriminate based on our age. It doesn't discriminate based on our, our race. It doesn't discriminate based on anything. It can get any of it. Let, let's, let's, we can go back and forth a little bit here. Let's mm-hmm. get a little bit of contrast. Jason, tell me about your, your early childhood and how did you grow up? Oh, I grew up in the woods in Conroe, Texas, I guess you could say. And he's not kidding, folks. He means in the woods. <laughs> yeah, literally. Tell us a little bit more I, about that. We, we grew up on a dead-end street. You know, I lived outside a lot. I mean, we came in to eat and, and, and say hi to mom and dad and go out and play for most of the day. Um, I, I knew Mother Nature very well. Uh, we grew up on the San Jacinto River, Shadow Lake. Um, I, I grew up in a good, loving home, though, to where my, my parents taught me love. That's good. And, and they taught me how to love each other and love others. You know, it's that seed, because as I've often said, I, di- I didn't really grow up in a, in a house where Christ was at the center, unfortunately, but I had a great-grandmother who told me about Jesus. And never underestimate, folks, when you're out there. When you talk to people about Jesus, you may not get a reaction right then, but you're planting a seed, and Jesus will take care of the hold of that in their heart, and, and it'll, fr- it'll sprout someday. So never get discouraged by that. But you actually ended up in the woods, didn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. When I was 16 years old, I ran away from home. Um and at 17, I, I, I grew up in, or I lived in the woods at, both out on the San Jacinto River for about two years. And, um, man, I, I found God kind of out there more than so going to church when I was a child. Okay. You know, he brought me out of the woods, started up a lawn service, got me a truck after two years of living out there, and took me forward but at the same time as i was living out there you know that's when i started finding alcohol drugs and i was just going completely the wrong way out there but he found me he sent somebody out there and told me who jesus was one day just somebody a random person just walking through the woods and told me who jesus was and 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 just hearing his name and remembering who he was brought me out of the woods and 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 then i met another my ex and started a family. Um, it was actually amazing. And then eventually got close with my mom and dad again. I ran away from home. Don't even know why. Because I had a loving, like I said, a loving family. But I was chasing the wrong thing back then. Well, you know, Christian apologists, which means people that, that talk about Christianity and, and support it and provide the, the rationale for it and, and persuade people, They've always relied on the fact that if you go in nature, you, you know, you go to Colorado, you go to Alaska. I went to Alaska once on a cruise, and you go to Alaska and you fly on a biplane into a lake over a mountain. And if you you look around and if you don't believe in God, then you're just not thinking, man. Amen. Yeah, I mean, because he is everywhere in the rock, and the Bible tells us that mm-hmm. too. He's in the rocks. He's everywhere. So, David, let me let, so let me ask you this, Jason: How old were you when you were first introduced to alcohol or drugs? Oh, 16. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I, I snuck alcohol out of uh, my dad's cabinets at eight years old and younger, maybe. Okay. Well, when's the first time you really tried to experiment with it? Oh, experimenting it and taking it on every day was for sure six, 13 to 16 years old. Yeah. We got a, our guest, we have a number that's a magic number. So that's why I asked David, how about you? It was either 16 or 17. Yeah. Six, probably 16. So, and, and how did your experience with alcohol, how did that start? Uh, mainly with, uh, 
you know, Friday night parties in high school yeah. um, with beer. And I actually hated beer. I can't stand beer to this day. But it, um, that was what, that's all we had. Um, some guys would go out there and go buy us some beer and uh, and it would start. But it was just a typical thing on Friday and Saturday nights. And um, what's crazy is um, I actually was introduced more into marijuana then. And, and that was more of my choice. Um, but uh, um, when that became a situation where I, start taking drug tests and start finding out for things for my job. It went to alcohol, but that wasn't really until I was like 40 years old. So alcohol really didn't get a hold of me until I was like 40. Yeah. You know, well, I had a similar experience. I dabbled for, for years and years and years, but you keep dabbling and sometimes the it, the snake bites you. It finally catches you. Yeah, it really does. So what, how old were you when you moved to, to, to Houston? Uh, I was uh, 22 years old. And what did the Lord tell you at that time? When I got ready to come to California, um, you know, uh, I had been in and out of the church, raised in the church, like I said, you know, and the Lord had spoke to me all through my growing up years. And I knew that there was a, um, I knew that, that there was something special about that he would teach me things that he didn't show other people, that he had, he gave me an insight into the word of God. And I knew that there was a calling on my life. Um, but it never, I never really, really jumped in full, full throttle until a few years later. But when I came to Houston, I really had thought that I was kind of running away from home and I was trying to, you know, run, run to kind of start a new life. But when I got ready to come, come to Houston, the Lord spoke to me, this was 40 years ago and said, um, I'm moving you to Houston, um, because there's going to be a great awakening. that's going to happen in Houston and I want you to be a part of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So Jason, uh, you got out of the woods, you met your ex, you started a family, when 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 did you start having a problem? When did you you may not have realized it, but in retrospect, when did you start start having a problem with drugs or alcohol? I say that was the start of the problem. Okay, because when I met her, I continued into it hardcore. All right. Um, I just got out of the woods, but I thought I was okay because I could maintain a job, uh, um, and continue raising a family. You know, um, which is a story for for so many of us. We you know we're we're functioning. Yeah, and we think everything's okay. I, I thought everything was perfectly fine until I was twenty eight years old when the doctor finally said you ain't got until thirty to to live if you don't stop now. Wow! And, and, and then she packed up and left because of that reason. She said she wasn't going to watch me kill myself. Well, when she left, lo and behold, my dad was the one that came and uh, and, and I'll never forget. He always told me you can you've got two paths right now. You can either take one that's going to lead you to destruction. Or you can take one that's going to lead you to goodness. Why well, is the path to destruction? <laughs> and, and and I chose destruction after she left. So uh, you're 28. What did the, what, what what did the doctor tell you? What what was the problem? Uh, my 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 kidneys or, or liver was shutting down. Um, I couldn't work. I couldn't walk. I could hardly talk. And we went to the doctor's office, and he said, "Man, your your body's shutting down on you. You got uh, liver failure. I mean, you're 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 completely killing yourself." You know, I was drinking up to a case a day, um, and, and and I I gradually was getting away from it after that. And I mean, it stuck to me. I wanted to see my kids graduate high school, okay. and that 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 what the doctor said that day um, started to change. But it wasn't a big change because all I was doing is replacing it with other drugs. 
Okay. With uh, replacing the alcohol. Well, you know, a lot of people, I heard a story once, uh, a lady was in rehab for, for methamphetamine, and they decided to have a picnic, and it was 4th of July or something, and she goes, well, I'll bring the beer, and everybody looked at her like, you're crazy. You can't do that, folks. You know, you can't just switch. All you do is the devil's just, just swapping one, you're out of the frying pan into the kettle, man. So it, it. It, it, it doesn't work, you know, so uh, so you switched over to some different stuff. Yeah, and and... It wasn't but a couple months later, you know, at the day that that I remember my dad telling me to take one or two paths, that same night I was at the bottom of the hill and I dropped to my knees in several years. I dropped to my knees at the bottom of the hill at my mom and dad's house, and, and I cried out to God that night to to help me, to really help me. I surrender it to you, Lord. And I didn't even know what I was praying, to be honest with you, but I was I just cried out to him that night. And my dad and my brother came up to the top of the hill and found and, and, and brought me back to the house. And I kid you not, two or three weeks after that, I I ended up meeting my wife, who I'm happily married with today, um, and, and, and two two of her kids that I consider really my children as well. And it was a complete change from that point. When I surrendered to the Lord that day, I didn't even know what I was surrendering to. And it changed the whole pathway for me. Yeah, I was still in the in the destruction zone because I was still getting high on drugs. But it was about five years later is when he finally incarcerated me. Well, you know, that's the thing. Jesus will tug at you, and he'll tug at you, and he will never forsake you. He will continue tugging. He will continue tugging. And we all have that same story where where he was reaching out to us, reaching out to us, and, and you know, we, 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 we felt it, and, and we, we accepted it, but we didn't really go all the way. We didn't truly surrender everything and, and, and to him, and, and he didn't take us all the way through deliverance, and, and that's what Jesus will do. He is a deliverer. That is his signature ministry is deliverance. If you look at the Bible, he goes around healing people, and if you let him, folks, he'll heal you. If you want to join the program today, and you've got a question for Jason or David, and and uh, or you want us to pray for you or uh, you need some advice, please call us at 1-800-808-5548. That's 1-800-808-5548. So, David, you moved to Houston, and uh, I know you've had several careers. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're an entrepreneur now, but you got into a career and had a, a success. You met your bride, and you got married, and so everything rocked along pretty good, you said, until about what age? Um, <clears throat> really probably in my mid thirties, I guess is when it really started taking off, but it didn't get to bad till I was about 40 years old. Um, and, um, that's when I had my first DWI and what's crazy was, you know, I was, uh, serving in the ministry at the time. Um, so, you know, I was an associate pastor for a church for a couple of churches, um, over the course of time. And I finally had to back out because, um, believe drinking became, um, the more important to me than any kind of thing I could do or any kind of service I even I could do for God. But um, kind of like what Jason said, uh, um, the wooing of the Lord kept going. And, you know, I, I just, I'm just thankful because the Bible says, whom the Lord loves, he chastises. Amen. Amen. And, um, you know, um, he'll give you so much rope. But then it, he, then when, he, it's time, when it's time for him to say, okay, it's, it's, it's time, to, let's, let's, let's get this right. And, um, and that's where... I joined the incarceration club, and that's where I met Jason. Yeah, well, that's where you met him, and we're going to get there. If you've got some questions, this story is about to buckle your seatbelt, folks, because this story is about to to get really interesting. So if you want to join the program at any point, you can call 1-800-808-5548. I have an announcement to make. You know, we have a, 
a wonderful partnership with the Open Door Mission, which is just a ministry that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, the Open Door Mission is a faith-based, holistic program. It takes people in, and uh, and homeless men, addicted men, and as Tommy Thompson, the wonderful CEO over there, told me once, you know, if you if your wife kicks you out of the house, you're homeless. You know, so you don't have to necessarily be under a bridge. But but this is a transformative program. They start every day at six o'clock with with in the church, and and the number one motto is Jesus saves. But it's it's a holistic program. They they edu- they provide GEDs for. Guys that don't have it, they give them computer education, how to write a resume. Uh, they provide medical care. They provide dental care. Uh, they use twelve-step program. They use the smart recovery program. Um, you know, they use every, they go at it from every angle to see see what helps guys. And you know, that's one thing I've seen because some people in the faith faith based things, you know, are resistant to twelve steps or smart recovery. But I've also seen people that didn't know Jesus and didn't know God, got into 12 steps, began a spiritual journey, and that led them to Christ. And that's that's what we want to be on this program and in our ministry, Break Every Chain and, and uh, our affiliate ministry, you guys, uh, Breaking Point Ministries, is we want to be a bridge from that secular community to bring people over to have that supercharged, supernatural recovery, that peace that surpasses all understanding when you, when you truly give your life to, to Jesus Christ. And so, anyway, the, the Open Door is just a wonderful program. And the announcement is, it took me a long time to get here sometimes the lawyers speak too many words but in any event the announcement is they're back open for business hallelujah because Amen. they were shut down for a little while with some covid scares but everybody's healthy there and uh it used to be that you could walk up and and on certain days and and get admitted but now you have to call first for instructions to 832-962-4249 you know i doubt very many people are under a bridge right now that are listening to us but you may know somebody that's under a bridge I have interviewed multiple guests on this program that have had their lives transformed. They've gotten them jobs through the Open Door Mission and through Christian companies that are hiring people out of there. They've stuck long term. They find these people, these guys, a place to live. It is a wonderful program. It'll change people's lives. You know, uh, all you got to do is call 832-962-4249, 832-962-4249 to get instructions on how to get admitted and how to go on an incredible journey. You know, guys, I get so disappointed. You know, you guys are you guys understand the joy that we feel as Jesus transformed our lives. Amen. But I get so disappointed. I got a call from a lady uh, this week and. Uh, she has a, a friend who was living in her car, had gotten lost her house, and and uh, had an interaction with the police. The car got towed, no place to live, shoes, everything in the car, dog gone. I mean, you name it. And at that point, you would think that somebody – I called our, our friends over at Project Hope and Saving Grace Women's Hope, had a bed lined up for her, you know, obviously struggling with addiction, everything lined up. Last minute, she canceled, bailed. And it just it just breaks my heart because if people knew the transformation and all the blessings that 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 a relationship with Jesus Christ will bring into your life and how different things can be, it's just heartbreaking. So anyway, if you if you know somebody that's homeless or is struggling with mental illness, addiction, uh, the the guys over at the Open Door Mission, the pe- wonderful women and men at the Open Door Mission, they are doing kingdom work, and uh, I, I highly recommend it. Please call them over there and, and, and change your lives. Again, I'll give the number one more time, 832-962-4249. Uh, Tommy Thompson over there is a man who's given his life to serving others, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful program. All right, guys, so uh, 
where were we? We got to the point where you guys met. Jason, uh, how, how did you uh, how did you end up uh, in the place where you met David? Well, and that's jail, folks. Just so we're clear. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, I got caught with methamphetamines. It was my eighth felony. Wow. Um, it was my it was my last chance, really, to be honest with you. And and I wanted a change at the time. I wanted to get caught. I wanted to go to jail. I wanted to be done. The Lord answered your prayers. And, and he did. <laughs> yeah, amen. I, sometimes we don't like the way or the outcome, but he knows what's best for us. Yeah. You know, and, and going and being incarcerated, he stripped everything. He stripped everything from me. I lost my house. I lost the company that I was running. I I, I, I say I lost them. You know, he stripped them from but me. But he's got a restoration. Yeah, yeah. because it was, yeah. All, it was all handed to me from the devil himself anyway. I mean, it was built on destruction. It needed to be torn down and rebuilt. And, and, and the Lord did. He sent me. I was incarcerated and built a new foundation for me, a stronger one. And with this foundation in this process, you know, I ran into David Gordon over there. And one of our uh, faith base, um, you can go into the county and, and sign up for faith base. Well, when I got there, I signed up for anything faith based. I was going to churches if I can get into it. I, I was seeking God in any any room that I could or any moment. You know, um, I was showing God that I wanted Him more than anybody else by kneeling down at my bunk in front of I don't care who, and I'm going to pray to you, God, because I want you. I need you because Amen. There was nothing else left for me. Yeah. You know, I've done lost uh, an ex, three children, a career. I've, I've, I, at this point, I, I needed him. And, and he started filling me up with everything, which started with running into David. At first, it was a simple run into, but we were, it's weird because when we got arrested or, or, or transported, we were chained together. You know, when you get on them transfer buses, two people are chained together, and then you get transported uh, transported to your unit. Well, we were handcuffed together, chained for, what was it, seven days? Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, seven days we were chained to each other. I didn't know that part. And, yeah. and we were in holding cells at, like, the Bird Unit uh, the, right here in Huntsville all the way up to Breckenridge. Was it Breaking Ridge? Breaking Ridge, yeah. Yeah, way up north. The Lord wanted you guys together. <laughs> oh, yes. And then when we got there, he separated us momentarily. Yeah. But in in that process, when we got separated, I, I knew before I can get out or come home, uh, I had to learn who he was. Well, I built a relationship with him. And even being incarcerated when we made it to our actual prison unit, I um, I signed up for every faith-based thing again. And at this time... I thought I was losing my wife that I'm actually married to now yeah. and the children I have now. At this point, I really had nothing, you know, um, and and I, I I was getting letters. You know, when you're locked up and you're incarcerated, letters are very, very important. Let's save that for a minute. You know where I'm going. Yeah, I know where you're you? going. Let's save that for a minute because <laughs> I want to give a shout out. You know, if you are incarcerated or because we get people sometimes listening in the jails and if you or you have a loved one, more likely and you're listening to this program, get them to sign up for everything faith-based they can. It's important. You know, it, it'll fill their heart. It'll change their heart. We had uh, uh, Pastor Charles Anderson on here a few weeks ago who runs the Crosswalk Center. He's the housing director for the Crosswalk Center. Very similar program to, to uh, Open Door Mission. They go in 40 weeks, which is a wonderful number, 40. They go in 40 weeks before somebody's going to be released, and uh, it's scheduled to be released, and, and they take them through a training program 
process in a, a, a faith-based class and Bible studies. And so the point being is they get to know them and they you know earn their trust and everything. And then when they get out, they come and live in the halfway house with them and do the same thing, train them for jobs, you know, help them with resumes, help them find places to live. It's a crosswalk center. It's a wonderful program. So, you know, the Bible is full of stories about it. And Jesus had a, a heart for the prisoners, man, and coming in and breaking the chains. So, David, we've got uh, a couple of minutes left. I want to hear how you ended up shackled to Jason. Um, well, um, uh, I guess I guess ultimately um, – uh, when I'd had my third DWI, um, I had, uh, had failed a, a UA, um, in my, um, bond. Um, no, it was actually after, actually God gave me a supernatural release, put me on probation, which anyway, that's another story. But, um, yeah, uh, but, uh, um, I, I failed a UA and so I went back in, in into, uh, into lockup for a while and had to go see the judge again. And, and really all during this time, I had a real pompous and real, um, arrogant attitude, like it's going to get me out of here real quick. I'm not going to have to stick around. Well, um, after I went to see the judge, the judge said, you're not getting out. And that's when I really become getting ready to just talk to, to meet Jason really in, in the way that I got to meet him was because the Lord told me you're not getting out of here until you get your first love back. Wow. And then I realized, okay, we got work to do. And until I fall in love with Jesus again, you know, and we're going to hold that because we're going to go to break here, and I want to come back to you, and and then we'll go to Jason's uh, the letter. I know what he's talking about, but um, you know, I, I think that's one of the things God is is. I feel terrible for all the people that are suffering and sick and everything, um, but if they know Jesus, you know, Paul said to die is gain. You know, they're going to go see him. So I think God right now is trying to get us all to get our first love back. Amen. You know what you just said, and to, and to focus. You know, I used to, you know, during football season, Rebecca, my wife, was a football widow, you know. I don't miss it, you know. <laughs> I'd rather do these ministry things. So listen, we got one minute. We're going to have a break, and then we're here with Jason Weaver and with David Gordon, and they've got powerful, wonderful testimonies about what they went through. And, you know, I've heard a saying before that people who are religious are afraid to go to hell. People that are spiritual have been there and back. And I think the three of us can identify with that and uh, not that other people aren't spiritual but you know uh, Jesus came to, for the for the lost and and, and he came to uh to, for the sick and and so I think people in recovery that find Christ have a special place with him and I, it's just so his love is just overwhelming it's so wonderful so if you want to join the program 1-800-808-5548 give us 3 minutes we'll be right back with these powerful testimonies amen amen
This is Pastor John Allworth. We're back here at Recovery Radio Houston. You know, we're just we just want to shout from the mountaintop that there's a better way to live. If you're out there and you're under bondage, you don't need to be. Uh, there, you know, what's been remarkable about having this radio show is that we've interviewed people across the kingdom that are just helping people. And you know, as the three of us know, if you just keep your eyes open. Jesus is he's tugging at you. He, he he wants a relationship with you. He will continue to present opportunities. There, are, if you don't have any money, it's okay. There are faith based uh, opportunities out there to change your life. With people that will help you, that'll walk you through it, and 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 you'll get a closer relationship with God. And you, everything in your life will be transformed. So I'm interviewing two guys today uh, that are fellow warriors in the kingdom. That are uh, my brothers in Christ and. I love these guys very much. Uh, I've worked with them for a couple of years in various ministries, David Gordon and Jason Weaver, and we're having a a wonderful um, discussion about their testimony. And and, uh, so far, if you're just joining us, uh, they talked about uh, how they grew up. David grew up in a Christian home, and and so did Jason. uh, But they had different paths. uh, Addiction doesn't discriminate. The enemy comes after all of us at one point or another. Uh, David moved here from California. Jason ended up living in the woods for a while, but they both ended up. It really doesn't matter what the substance is, whether it's alcohol, drugs. The Bible tells us we're a slave to whatever we obey. And um, ultimately, if we keep playing with the fire, it's going to burn us. And uh, we may think we're functioning alcoholics or functioning drug users. Oh, it's just recreational. You keep doing it long enough, and he'll ensnare you. He really will. So uh, we're now at the point where they are incarcerated. They were chained together for seven days as they were transported. God had a special plan for them, and Jason told us how how he signed up for everything he could, faith-based, and and David told us uh, how God told him when he went in that he wasn't going to get free until until he returned to his first love, uh, which is which was Jesus Christ and his his relationship with our Lord and Savior. So, David, you are you're in jail and and um, it's a third DWI. And how did things begin to change? Well, you know, um, to lead up to that, let me let me just say this: sure. I was one of those guys that. One of those people that would come to church every Sunday and sit in the pew and hear um, the message from the pastor and just get stirred and thinking, you know, my goodness, why can't I live that successful Christian life that they're living? But, you know, of course, everyone that's not kind of put on facades because everybody struggles with something. Sure they do. But, um, you know, I, I felt like I was such a failure because I couldn't live a victorious Christian life. And though I would be sitting there in the pews, I could, I could sing hallelujah with the best of them and raise my hands and and put the put the face on that hey I, I everything's okay with me but you know there's a lot of people that are sitting in the churches today that they're not living a victorious and, life and you know one of the problems they have is is that we tend to be prideful and we don't want to admit that that we need help and we don't want to admit that we have you know that's what the the you know we've been shut down for a little while because of the covid but we're coming back on September 11th at 901 Wilson Road Covenant Recovery Ministries. We used to be known as Break Every Chain. And you need Christian fellowship. You need brothers and sisters to strengthen you. Iron sharpens iron as one person sharpens another. That's, That's what the it. Bible tells us, you know. And and so you need that strength. So so you guys got got hooked together, and together you were able to, to, to come to a new understanding about what God wanted in your lives. Is that fair? That's fair. Um, and, uh, you know, we both um, – we both had one thing, and that was a heart for Jesus. Amen. Um, we had a heart for Jesus, and one thing led to another. Um, I know that I 
did tell Jason, because the Lord does speak to me pretty clearly. Even in my goofy addictions, the Lord would still speak to me. He but will. i got to say this. I told Jason, you know, um, just get ready. I don't know what, what's going to happen, but the Lord told me to get to know you because we're going to be together for a long time. And I'll let him take it from there. <laughs> well, well you, you heard right, my friend. You know, sometimes we, we wonder if this is really what I'm hearing from the Lord. And, and, you know, that's one thing that being closer to the Lord gives us is discernment. And you guys didn't have anything else to be close to but, it, but the Lord and each other. So, Jason, you were telling a story earlier, and I, this is just one of my favorite stories of all time. So you want some mail, and what happens? Well, you know, I, I, I was receiving mail pretty regularly from my my wife, my mom, and a couple friends, and they would write me very often. Well, the the longer I was going through this, I got stripped of even the mail. For, everybody had something, you know, you get tied up in the world and you, you know, sure. you know it, it was about a month I went without no mail. Every day at mail call, I would never hear my name getting called. Well... It, it it starts getting becoming a struggle and a fight and you know you're telling yourself oh man I need I need something I need something <clears throat> well in this process finally let me do one thing real fast because I think we may want to have some people that, that listen to this may want to call in if you want to call in and, and comment uh, tell us your stories of your victory or you need prayer or uh, you want to ask a question to David or Jason uh, call us at 800-808-5548 that's 800-808-5548 I'm sorry to interrupt you brother okay so what happened yeah and every day I started praying father please father please give me some mail I need some mail I need to I need to hear from somebody out there that that everything is okay and and I kid you not finally it was like about Three, the third or fourth week of no mail, I finally got a letter in the mail with no postage. I finally heard Jason Weaver, you know, and I was like, happy. So you got and three I, or four weeks without any mail? Any mail. None, okay. Yeah, and, and, and I get up there and I get it, and it's a it's a blank envelope with my TDC number and my name on it. So I just kind of throw it on my bunk for a little while, and then I put it in my little cubby door. And I was like, ah, it's just junk mail. Well, a day or two goes by, and, and something kept tugging at me to go open that letter. And it, it, actually, the second or third day, it ended up on my bunk again. Don't know how. So I opened this, and was just sitting there curious. And I opened it up, and it said, Father's Love Letter. And when, and, and if you see this... And this you don't know who it's from? I don't know who it's from at this point. Okay. And it has a picture of Jesus in the background on this paper. Yeah, I can and, see that. And, and, it, and it starts off like this. It says, my child, you may not know me, but I know everything about you. And Hallelujah. each line has a scripture from the Bible. So you know these are the words of God the whole way through this letter. And it's Psalms 139. <clears throat> and then it goes, I know when you sit down and when you rise up. And it says Psalms 139.2. I am familiar with all your ways. Even the hairs on your head are numbered. For you were made in my image. In me you live and move uh, and move and have your being. For you are my offspring. And then, you know, this letter goes on and on and on. And it, it's, it, it's two pages. It looks like it's got about 60 scriptures, maybe. Oh, yeah. And every line is a line directed to you, but it's from directly from scripture. From scripture. Amen. And in the middle of it is, for I am your greatest encourager. Hallelujah. I am also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles. When you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. Folks, that's, that's, that's Psalm 34, 8, 18, and that is so important. When you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. When you go through your worst times, you need to lean on him. 
You really do. That he's close to you at those times. Anyway, keep going, brother. And, and throughout this letter, the whole time when you say that, you know, I can feel him holding me. You know, I start weeping in my bunk reading this because it's the first letter I've gotten in weeks. Wow. So I start weeping, and all the way through it says, "For I, in, uh, for in Jesus, my love for you is revealed. His exact reputation of my being." And then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and skip down to the end here, and it says. If you receive the gift of my son, Jesus, you receive me, and nothing will ever separate my love from you again. And this is the part where I start really weeping, because it's getting deep now at the end. Come home, and I'll throw the biggest party that heaven has ever seen. Amen. I have always been father, and I will always be father. Ephesians three fourteen through 15. My question is, will you be my child? John one twelve through 13, and it says, I am waiting for you. Love your dad, almighty God. Wow. So this letter broke me down, and I kid you not, after all that, you know, I didn't need a letter, letter ever again. I didn't need anything. <laughs> At this moment, I knew I had Jesus, and that's all I would ever need ever again. Of course, after that, all the letters start flooding in. Right. You know, mom and my cousin. And, and he my, orchestrated it. He orchestrated it. He wanted you to you have not. that drought. But so he, you could focus. Do you know who sent that letter to you? I still to this day do not. But my wife has been researching, and, and she thinks that she has found someone. She's my researcher, by the way. Okay. She's the genius mine's, of the relationship. Mine's that way, too. Mine, oh, yeah. Yes, Amen. Yes. I, if, for, I, hallelujah for, for Hillary and Rebecca. Yes. Yeah. God <laughs> knew I needed a Hillary in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, you know, I want—I don't want to ask the listeners out there. Uh, my question is: Will you be my child? That's what God's asking right now. That's, you know, that's what He's asking, and because he, he says, "I am waiting for you." You know, the story of the prodigal son, uh, you know, is is uh, a parable that Jesus gave, and it's just—it's just so wonderful because, like us, the guy went out, and you know, it almost parallels my story. Because one time in my life, I made a whole bunch of money. And I thought that was the best thing that ever happened to me. And it was actually the worst thing that ever happened to me. Yep. Because I was like the prodigal son. I went out and squandered my my wealth on, on wild living, just directly on it. And then finally, you know, I'm I'm down with the pigs and, and uh, decide I'm going to go home with my tail between my legs and expecting to be reprimanded. Instead, God's waiting for me with open arms. And he slaughters the fatted calf and he throws a feast for us. He's, this is not kidding when he says, I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen when you accept jesus christ into your life all of heaven rejoices i mean it's it's just wonderful it's a free gift you can change your life if you're out there if you've got somebody you've given up hope on him because of just giving so many problems so many disappointments it's not too late nothing is impossible for god get them in a good faith-based program and their life will change that's it amen so you guys david are, are in jail and at some point it becomes clear that that there's a light at the end of the proverbial tunnel that uh that that you're going to get out and you're going to so so how were you feeling at that point well um you know jason and i you know i was jason and i got separated in there he went in one direction i went another um into different areas of of the facility and um that really you know Believe it or not, I mean, that's something that God ordained as well because he wanted to even strip that for me because I began to lean a little bit on Jason because uh, he seemed to be more at peace and stuff with some of the things and had to handle it. I was I, I was just... You're a fish out of water, brother. I was. I, yeah. I, I, I was. Yeah. I, um, and uh, 
at, at any rate, uh, but that the Lord knew what he was doing. And, and in reality, he went over in his 68 men dorm, and I went into mine, and we ended up pastoring those dorms. Uh, wow, is and, that not cool? Say that again, brother. Say it again. He went one way with the other. They were all 68 men dorms, and he ended up pastoring his dorm, and I was pastoring mine. Y'all are having Bible studies and, and, and giving guys encouragement and, Every day. and teaching them about Jesus? Yep. Every day. And, 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 and at night we'd have prayer time. And, and actually, out of 68 men, the night before I left there, um, I actually had like 60 of the men standing in a circle in the entire room um, holding the hands, crying out to God. Wow. Um, there were a few that weren't, but for the majority of them, the Lord had given me that much favor with these people, and they began seeing the Lord. Because, you know, when I had nowhere to go, I mean, I, it was the thing where, you know, uh, fortunately I didn't lose my bride over all this, which I very well could have. I could have had sure. a lot of destruction. Um, but the Lord just stripped those things from me for a time, and um, and just so I could learn how to put him back on the throne of my heart. Because I don't know that I ever had him there. But I, I do now. Well, I knew you before you went in, brother, and I knew you when you came out. And, you know, there is a new creation in Christ. I mean, you have but, – but not that you didn't know him before, but mm-hmm. you know him at a completely different level now. And there's a, there's a, a discernment in your life and a prophetic uh, ear in your life uh, that, that is unmistakable for anybody that spends any time with you. You know, we uh, we, we go to church together at uh, – I'm an assistant pastor at – at New Covenant Church in Humble, it's at 901 Wilson Road. We'll have service this Sunday. If you if you need a good Bible-based church and you're in that area, uh, please come join us. Our pastor, Pastor Maz, is very close to both David and I and uh, is, has always has a good word from the Lord. Uh, I started a church, or, or we started a church, a church plant, a senior pastor at New Covenant Church Greater Heights. We are online on Sunday evenings because uh, the building we're in, we can't get in in the Heights. We had uh, we had three services. Uh, we started March 1st, and then COVID hit. We had three services, and, and uh, we've been online since then. But if you miss church that Sunday or you just need a little more, another word from the Lord, you can join us at Facebook. Uh, on Facebook, our Facebook page is New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. I'll be preaching um, this uh, Sunday on John 10.10. 10. And uh, would love to for you to join us. You can either click in live as I'm it's I'm preaching live on there. There's no tape delay. <laughs> so uh, at six o'clock at, on Facebook at New Covenant Church Greater Heights, where you can see it later. It's, it's all the services are are recorded, and our our brother Jerry Beasley is going to be leading us in in praise and worship before we we get going this Sunday. So we we'd love to have you join us. You can also go to our Facebook page on Recovery Radio Houston if you want to. Uh, you're too shy to call at 800-808-5548, but you have a question, somebody that you know needs some help, send us a message, and we'll do our very best to, to get them in the right place. Uh, again, the last announcement I'm going to make, and then I want to turn back to you, Jason, is about our friends at at, uh, at the Open Door Mission. They are back in business, praise the Lord. It's a program for homeless and addicted and or mentally challenged men, people with mental illness. Um, they, they have a partnership with Harris Health, and they are accepting men and transforming lives again. It is a holistic, faith-based program uh, that, that offers medical, dental, job training, computer training, resume training, job placement. I mean, these guys do it all. It's a unique program. Maybe, maybe the, We may be fortunate to have the best of such program in the United States here right in Houston. Uh, normally, you can walk in on certain days, but now you've got to call 832 962 4249 832 962 
4249. If you know somebody that wants to change their lives through a power of the relationship with Jesus Christ, call our friends at the Open Door Mission. All right, Jason, so you get out. How did you guys decide to do what you were going to do? Well, uh, same way we went in. David and I was released on the same exact day. Praise the Lord. And we walked out the door. Yes, he did. And at this point, we went to Abundance Halfway House in Houston, Texas, and we knew that at this point, we just knew we're bound together. God put us here for a reason. Well, while I was incarcerated, it was shortly after this letter I got, the Lord had, had given me a dream and then a vision the following morning about, he even gave me the name, Breaking Point Ministries. And he said, this is what you're going to do for me. Okay, Father, that's what I'm going to do for you. I'll do anything for you. And I get out, we're at Abundance, and I tell David about this, and that's when he told me about uh, Bees Break Every Chain. Right. And, and, and I started going to that. Well, while we were at Abundance together, God said, go ask him. Just one morning, just ask him, because he wanted me to take Breaking Point Ministries and put it on the side until I you know, got to know him more or, or had more experience in it, I guess you could say. Sure. So he said, take off ministries and put construction on there for now and, 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 and leave this in my hands. So I did. Every morning, we, me and David would get up every morning, and we left this company in God's hands. Well, you know, i got to interrupt for a second. I saw something on Facebook that really warmed my heart. I think your wife posted it, Hillary posted it, and it was a picture of you guys starting work, and, and it was you and your crew in a circle praying to the Lord. So I mean that's genuine, folks. If you need uh, uh, contractors that are that that are faith based, that are honest, that that'll do a good job, and that God's guiding the company, uh, it's Breaking Point uh, Construction. How how would somebody get a hold of you? Uh, they can they can either find us on Facebook. Um, they can contact me at nine three six three one four five one seven seven or text. And David's phone number also two eight one two nine nine. Six eight two one. So one other thing you said right then, which really confirms, because I mentioned earlier John ten ten, which is a scripture that says the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and and Jesus says, but I have come so that they may live life and live it abundantly. And you just were talking about you went to the abundant house, but so that's confirmation. That's what I'm supposed to preach on tomorrow. Anyway, so um, yes, and it was just amazing. And then we 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 left this company in his hands, and we do every morning. I kid you not, we don't advertise. We our only advertisement is the Lord. Our only advertisement is the work that we we do, and mostly it's our prayers. We pray, He He sends. Wow. We don't. I mean, I don't even know half the time where these people are getting my phone number from. But at Texas Tiny Homes is one of our biggest productions, and He's been with us from the beginning. And we're up to seven guys. Yeah, three crews. You know the one thing too is um, He sent us to. The people that have needed our encouragement, needed our prayers, um, they've needed us to be in their presence. And not that we got something special. What we do, we have Jesus, yeah, and we're bringing Jesus to them. Yeah. And um, that's part of you know of what it because that's our primary focus. As a matter of fact, Breaking Point um, Construction is a secondary. All it was 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 we created it to fund Breaking Point Ministry. Amen. And um, and that's been the focus since, from the word go. And um, God just, I mean, even when people go through, like in the wintertime, a construction company usually goes through lulls and times of silence as far as the phone ringing. That's not true with us. I cannot remember from the time that we got out, the day that we got out of, out of lock, being locked up, that we have not had had, uh, had had money coming in. It's been really pretty crazy. 
and we've seen it grow. And the, but the problem, the thing about it is, is it's been a thing where we've we committed to Jesus, and we make sure that we keep giving back in the ministry, either personally or or with our funds. Well, That's you right. know, you guys, you did. You you came into our ministry at. Uh, break every chain mm-hmm. and you guys were critical uh, parts of it and david's still involved in it still one of the leaders of break every chain we've changed the name to i, I keep so break every chain but we changed the name to covenant recovery ministries because we're going to branch out and go into multiple locations and for some other reasons but in any event um you know uh, you guys were just instrumental you know w- these ministries what we're talking about folks is we get together on friday nights breaking point y'all get together on mondays right yes yeah, which it, actually starts back up September seventh because of the COVID same, stuff. Same week, same week. So yeah, God's got a plan. So and, and what this is is it's a place for people to come. It really, three 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 things. Uh, one, somebody that's still struggling mm-hmm. with alcohol or, or or drugs and 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 needs help, needs brothers and sisters to surround them to help them get through this period and over be, become an overcomer by the word of the, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And then secondly, uh, for people who who are like us or well into recovery but want to continue, want to strengthen their walk, want to be around other brothers and sisters in Christ, want to learn more about the Bible and want to make sure that we stay so, so sober, you know. And then third, for people who want to help, you know, the, the Great Commission is make disciples of all nations. And people, we're supposed to go out and seek and save the lost. That's what Jesus wants us to do. We've only got a few minutes left. Um, so, again, if you want to contact us, just go on our Facebook page, uh, Recovery Radio Houston, and uh, send us a message, and we'll hook you into these ministries, other ministries around town, re- rehab centers for drugs and alcohol. Um, the help is out there, folks, if you need it or if you know somebody, that a uh, loved one that needs it. David, I want to give you just a minute to close up here. I want to uh, hear from you. Tell folks what, what you're hearing from the Lord right now about this difficult time that our land is, is going through. Um. I, I guess that one of the biggest things that, that I, I'm hearing right now is um, um, the Lord is getting our attention. The Bible talks about in Hebrews that he's going to shake those things that cannot be shaken, so the things that cannot be shaken will remain. Um, what we're seeing here is it is the beginning, the beginning of a major attack upon the church because that's what all this is about. Um, it's about trying to stop the people gathering together. Because the problem, the thing about it is with the gathering is when two or three are together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. There's power in the gathering. Yeah. The Bible says one can chase a thousand, two can put ten thousand to flight. Um, and there's power when we come together. Um, but um, uh, the main thing that I see is we need to become a people that are, that, are, that are wanting to pray and that need to pray because the Bible says that the the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Powerful indeed. And as we come together and pray and seek his face, we know what the Bible says in Second Chronicles 7, 14, um, that he'll heal our land. But, you know, the thing about it is it also says that, that, we, that we need to repent, we need to turn, turn from our wicked ways. Yes. Then he'll forgive our sin and heal our land. Yes. Um, you know, those are the things that need to take place, but we need to walk in love, and, but we need to be ready to pray for people because it's the prayer of faith that will save the sick. And the goodness of God that that's going to lead people to repentance. And when people, and I tell you, I've not, I'm I'm getting bold about asking people to to pray for him right now. And, and no matter in the marketplace or whatever, when I hear the Lord touch me, I'll, I I go ahead and do that because people are wanting to get touched by God. Well, they are. You know, time is short. You know, no man knows the time or hour. But if you look around at what's going on, folks, uh, you know, our pastor, Pastor Maz, is an end times pastor, and and uh, he really believes he's seeing the signs and. But, you know, the thing is, though, is, 
you know, it's raining out there. We may dra- drive home and get hit by a, a big bus or an 18-wheeler. You never know. With your time may be short, you know, even if Jesus tarries a little bit. But So the time is short, folks. And you know, we just urge you here to, to have a relationship with him. You know, it'll change your life. It'll transform your life. You know, we're just uh, we're here to shout from the mountaintops that there's a better way to live. These two guys, thanks for being with me, guys. You know, we love you here at Recovery Radio Houston, but more importantly than that, God loves you more than you could possibly imagine. That's right. We'll see you next week at Saturday at four. Praise the Lord and Amen. Amen.